happy Friday. It's still cold. I hate it still. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, folks. Jonathan here. Emily. And we are going to get into some deeper stuff involving games to do with the cold, the heavier games. search for games about winter and cold and stuff the first hit is dead of winter and the second hit is dead of winter and the third hit is dead of winter and it's just six pages of results about dead of winter i know because when i was doing my research for this that's all i could find um yeah and i remember you were saying when you searched for cold you got a ton of stuff about the cold war yeah and like twilight struggle Nothing like that's it actual it's cold. like twilight struggle and like cold war kgb and it's like ooh, yes the winter naturally um, I guess there is nothing quite so cold as the Cold War, but, you know, that's a different sort of... No winter like a nuclear winter. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, Dead of Winter, um, again, does the blue and white thing. Oh, yeah, like blue, white, gray, like snowflakes, snow on the box. Everyone's wearing, like, toques and hats and sweaters and mitts and stuff. On pictures the, of pictures, buildings yeah. covered in snow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's those frostbite ones you can yeah. get. You know, when your character gets wounded, they get a red marker. When they get a frostbite wound, they get a blue marker, which gets worse every turn. Mm-hmm. If you don't take care of it, if you don't heal it, you get another wound at the beginning of your next turn. So, obviously, this is a brilliant take on doing winter in a complicated board game, right? Because it totally works and totally makes you feel like it's winter. And totally makes it so that while you're playing, you're always thinking, boy, it sure is winter. Not so much. Yeah, no. I mean... For a game that's got winter in the title, I mean, I guess it's the, the word play they're really going for, and winter so prominently displayed on all of the artwork. Mm-hmm. Really, the only thing mechanically that has anything to do with winter is the frostbite tokens, and those easily could have been any other sort of wound with the concept of it kind of carrying over. You sure, know, it could have been poison, poison could have been like an infected wound, blah, blah, blah. Anything it could get worse over time. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because... And we think of this as being the winter game. And yet, it could just as easily have been in any other season. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere that it creates is cool, though. Well, pardon me. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I think the fact that they use that as an angle to differentiate it from Zombie Side mm-hmm. and Run, Fight, or Die and all the other jillions of zombie games out there was definitely a smart move. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, they they do commit to the, the aesthetic of winter a mm-hmm. lot. And if you're someone that really, really gets sort of emotionally invested into the theme of a board game, then I can see how the fact that they fully commit to this sort of like winter look would make you feel the cold and make you feel the stress of, you know, it being miserable and cold and frozen and stuff. But there's there's really nothing that gives you, that helps you feel that. It really is just expecting you to emotionally invest into the idea of the cold yeah, you know they, i mean they give you everything that you need to be able to invest that way and they expect you to do the work mm-hmm. um, and it's weird too because there's so much in dead of winter mechanically that helps this sort of like narrative of these other forms of human suffering you know uh-huh. like you have to feed your people and if you don't feed your people then um next time then they're then they starve and then when they starve they'll remember that you've starve them that one time and then they'll be miserable and they'll remember it and they'll get more and more and more miserable the more they think about it there's the problem of waste there are issues of morale Mm -hmm. they do a very good job of sort of like this evocative human experience in so many other ways but they really kind of left 
the actual winter. Occasionally you get a crossroads card that's like, okay, as you're traveling from one place to another, you realize there's a shortcut you could use by going across a lake. Mm -hmm. And when you step onto the ice, you can hear a distant... Crack. Crack. Mm -hmm. Do you try to take a shortcut? But then it could be something like, oh, you come across a shortcut to the lake. There's a canoe at it. You step on it and you feel a canoe crack somewhere. Do you take the canoe across the lake, right? Absolutely. Like, Mechanically, it could be the same. Mm -hmm. But they do so much. I mean, it's true that it's just cosmetic, but it's such good cosmetic mm -hmm. stuff and so much cosmetic stuff. So much stuff cosmetic stuff, yeah. That it really does make it easy for you to immerse yourself in that world, despite the fact that mechanically, it could be any other world. Mm-hmm. Comparatively to that, there are a lot of games that aren't explicitly about winter or explicitly about the cold that manage to have mechanical bits and pieces here and there that do, I think, a better job of sort of like making you feel like it's the middle of January. Yes. Um, well, there's uh, er, er, Evo, the like, oh, right. like you know, dinosaur fish tank aquarium <laughs> kind of thing. And so Evo, you're like playing God in this little world full of these little creatures that you're sort of like breeding and creating and genetically engineering. And every every now and again, you enter sort of like a different weather phase. Yeah, and, the climate changes. Yeah, the climate changes. And, and sometimes the climate changes to winter. And if you haven't, you know, genetically engineered your creatures to have feathers or fur, then they freeze to death. It's really something. Um, the way that Evo actually, and they do the same thing for heat as well. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have the ability to contend with heat, if you don't have sweat glands, if you don't have some means of dissipating that, then you die. Mm -hmm. Um it's 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 true that it's not about being cold, but it uses the cold in a way that makes you feel oh I'm dying from you the cold. You dread it. You dread the you cold. Really do. You know, you see you, you you feel the weather phase approaching and you tell yourself like better get some fur, better get some fur, better get some fur, you know, better get started on all of my little baby little dinosaurs, my tiny little dinosaur tokens. And that's the thing too, they give you these like little baby little dinosaurs. <laughs> They're gonna die because they don't have any feathers. Oh, you know, you mentioned the weather phase. You know what other game does this? Robinson Crusoe. Oh my god. Though that it's just one die. The entire there's nothing blue in that entire box. Mm -mm. Nothing on the cover to hint that there's gonna like be cold. Beautiful there. sunny island, beaches, palm trees. But there's that one white die yeah. in the box. Yeah. The, there's there, there are all these dice. There are two in particular. There's the orange one, which is the rain die, and mm -hmm. the white one, which is the cold die. Mm -hmm. And depending on what scenario you're doing and how far in you are and how cold things are getting out there, you might never even roll the thing. But when it does come up and you see those clouds with the snowflakes on them, you realize, oh boy, we better have a really good roof and we better have enough wood to burn. Or we're going to freeze to death. We're dead. It wasn't so much about experiencing that as about preparing for mm -hmm. it in the sense that winter is coming. Yeah, that, that dread of winter, you know? Exactly. And we have to be ready for the cold. Time Stories did one, uh, a scenario that had to do with um, with, with an Arctic expedition. Yeah, right? uh, Expedition Endurance 1914, where you're on a, a boat in the Arctic exploring Antarctic wreck. Arctic. The, the Antarctic. Antarctic, yeah. Um, exploring the Antarctic and, you know, things go wrong. <laughs> and I haven't actually played it, which is probably for the best. Otherwise, I'd probably have a hard time resisting spoiling bits <laughs> of it. But I've seen, like, bits and pieces of the art and stuff. And it is the same sort of thing that Dead of Winter does, where, you know, everyone's got, you know, scarves and hats and is appropriately dressed. There's a dog. There's a sled dog in it somewhere. Fenrir. It's I good. I what the art style looks like. It's nice. 
The, um, it's beautiful. It's the, always, you know. The, speaking of Antarctic expeditions, there was, um, you've seen The Thing, right? Yeah, Captain I love Carpenter. The Thing. Love The Thing. They did a board game of it recently. I know. And it's like a social deduction. I, I think they've, they've done the same sort of thing as Panic Station, mm. like a social deduction yeah. game with one person who's a traitor. Panic who's, Station. Who's contagious. Being the unofficial The Thing board game. It kind of was Up until now, basically, now that there's like an official Thing board game. You but know. Uh, the box is all blue and white. Yeah. Um, it seems like in this particular, it's another case where the uh, the cold is sort of secondary to the isolation. Mm, I mean, we haven't we haven't played it, but this is just what we're sort mm. of like assuming. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. the The interesting thing about the thing, uh, the interesting thing about the thing, <laughs> is the thing. Uh, is, the thing. Um, is that you know, as much as you could sort of like play it with, I mean, you could you could. This, this thing board game that we haven't played yet that we're just making broad strokes assumptions on could be played just like Dead of Winter where the winter really is just a theme in the background that doesn't actually get involved with the game. But the thing is that it's so much, so, so central to the story. Right. You know, I mean, the, 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 the fact that it's set in the Arctic is why the thing is, you know, frozen and then thawed. And like, that's one of the reasons that they can't get out because there's a snowstorm and it's the Arctic and you can't really walk in a straight line in the Arctic and hope to hit civilization because you're just going to freeze to death, you know? So even if the game itself doesn't do much with winter as a mechanic, it's still like it's such crucial. A, it's you such know? an unforgettable movie. Mm-hmm. And I figure most people who play the game will probably have seen it once, which means just like with dead of winter, mm-hmm. um, they'll, they'll wind up doing mm-hmm. the necessary work to evoke the cold on their own. Yep. They, they don't need the game's mm-hmm. mechanics to do that because the game's theme is so well realized mm-hmm. and so memorable that the players wind up providing that. Mm-hmm. Here's a s- story. A uh, long time ago, I used to design games. And um, I had the good fortune of being um, given the task of designing an expansion set for a game called Runebound, second edition. This is an overland adventure game where you've, each player's got their little character and they're walking around on a map and doing quests and fighting monsters and getting experience points and leveling up and eventually taking on the big bad and winning. Mm-hmm. Um, they, did an exp- they wanted to do an expansion set for it called The Frozen Wastes. And so, Sounds so pleasant. It, yeah. Um, I was obviously the right choice for this, given how much I love the cold. But um, I mean, I would think the fact that you hate the cold would make you a good choice, you know? I like, really set out to make the cold feel oppressive mm-hmm. in that one. The elements were a big deal. Um, each player had a sort of survival meter, which looked a bit like a thermometer. Okay. And the more time you spend out in the cold, the farther down it dips. Oh, my and God. you had to expend like items. Your body heat, like, right? Like, a, what, what, there was a key item. Like, instead of having food, uh, you'd have blubber, which you would use mm-hmm. as a way of increasing your survival rating. Mm-hmm. Also, if you could spend time in... You didn't want to go into the dungeons, of course, because they were full of danger. But one they're of the things warm. about them is that they're indoors. Mm-hmm. So at least you don't have the wind and the cold to deal with. And uh, there were just a few settlements. I designed the map so there were only a few settlements on the southern end of the board. And all the really powerful, dangerous, valuable stuff was farther north, which Mm -hmm. meant that either you had to have really good survival skills, and that was a thing that you could level up. Mm -hmm. It was a new stat that I added to the game. Or um, you had to just be super tough and be able to deal with that. Um, I also wanted to evoke the idea of the land itself being something that is both your ally and your enemy. Mm -hmm. Because when you fought a monster... The monster was also cold, right? Well, it's not so much that it was also cold, as that, well, it's covered in fur, you see. 
And if your character is good at wilderness survival stuff, and you beat this monster, you can take its fur. And, and now you use have it, fur, and yeah. Use, and, you, and, and now becomes an item that you can use. Nice. To help uh, improve your ability to cope with mm-hmm. the elements. I, the, the, the game that they published and the game that I designed were two quite different things, as is always the case. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it obviously, it wasn't going to be a perfect match for what they were going for. But um, I really enjoyed that process of trying to create something that really was going to feel like a struggle against the elements, where you had more than one way to do it, where you could either be really good at dungeoneering and spend most of your time in the underground places, mm-hmm. or be really good at wilderness survival. And both of those could be viable paths. I was I would totally have gone the dungeoneering route myself because I want to be indoors <laughs> where it's warm. Thank you very much. I yeah, don't care like, if there's horrible ancient machines down here that are going to kill me. Because at least I, I won't get frostbite. You know. <sighs> One of these days I'll have to bust out my prototype and see if it still holds up. It was it was a long time ago. It was like ten years ago. I think I did that. And I don't know. I mean, so much has changed in games since then. But well, winter is still the same. It's probably never really going to change. <laughs> At least I hope it doesn't. Ugh, climate change is scary. Yeah, that's the thing too. You know, it's like winter is terrible, but the thought of not having winter is also terrible. It really is. You know, can't that's win. What happens then? What happens when the permafrost melts and all this methane's in the atmosphere? And oh boy, anoxic event and no more humans. Wow, this got dark. Okay, so Happy Friday. Well, have a nice weekend. <laughs> honestly, I think I now see the appeal of playing board games about winter because it's less scary than. Yeah, it's a nice <laughs> reminder of what you have. It is. You have, you have your friends. You have your friends who you can, your family you can see. And the penguins, with. you know? And the penguins. I mean, the permafrost goes away. The penguins are dead. And the adorable blue and white art. And the you polar know? bears. The, the, and the cute sort of Christmassy sort of feel. Yeah. And the and gulls. Seals. And, the, and the hot chocolate and the apple cider and all yeah. this other stuff. Yeah. All right. On that note, <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of the Snakes Cast. Thank you so much for listening. You can get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com to say hi, to complain about the weather, to (laughs) say whatever you want. The Snakes cast is produced by Dax Audio and music is provided by Ben Sound. Tune in next week when we do a little recap of board games in 2017 because 2017 is going to be over soon. I'm not going to miss it. The opinions expressed on the Snakes cast are those of Jonathan and I and nobody else's. See you next week, everyone. Bye. Thank you.